and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I am glad that you are here joining with me today on a Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. It was beautiful weather, uh, except Sunday it was awful windy, but other than that, it was gorgeous weather. Got a lot of outdoor stuff done, and uh, uh, we moved a bunch of goats around this weekend. Actually, I have to say my wife uh, and uh, a grandson and uh, one of her old, uh, uh, or a Girl Scout that she's done work with. They were the ones that did all the moving. <laughs> I had other big projects that I was working on, but it was it was great time outside. Uh, actually, I did some cleaning up today in an old wash house on the farm and found some neat little treasures. One of the treasures was uh, finding an old bag of fireworks that I'm guessing have to be like 40 years old. Uh, there was old bottle rockets, uh, black uh, black cat brand, and and uh, uh, just a couple few firecrackers and some other ones that you you light and they spin around and and it was like oh my gosh! So I tried one of the bottle rockets and it lit and it went up. <laughs> So that was fun. I also found one of my grandma's, uh, a thing I, I always thought was fun as a kid. And, and I remembered it exactly as soon as I saw the little con homemade container. But it was a whole bunch of old keys. And some of them were the old skeleton style keys. And uh, there was a lot of just debris from where they were being stored. Uh, and so I cleaned them all you know, cleaned them off and, and uh, it was just fun. It was a great treasure to find that. So uh, treasures are fun. Treasures are fun to find. Uh, but today is, as I said, Monday, it is the 2nd of November. I'm also kind of excited for today because you heard me last week talk about, <coughs> pardon me, the I Can Overcome Anxiety 30-Day Challenge, and it starts today. We've got a nice small little group that's going to go through on my pilot test of it, make sure everything works good. Then we're going to do a larger rollout with uh, the next class uh, starting in January. So uh, excited about that. Uh, and we have an election tomorrow, and I'm excited about that. It's, uh, it's interesting times that we're in. So uh, uh, I think we probably all ought to be praying that uh, uh, any uh, violence or any civil unrest or turbulence, uh, that people would have calm spirits, calm minds, and uh, be patient as we work through the process of, of the counting of this very unusual election. So, hmm. Well, let's go ahead and get started with our um, uh, study today. Again, we, we're using the uh, devotional book, Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young. And uh, uh, let's see, today, if, if you're following along in your own at home, it's January 26th. So this, uh, and again, they're written from the first person as if Jesus was speaking. 
Give up the illusion that you deserve a problem-free life. Part of you is still hungering for the resolution of all difficulties. This is a false hope. As I told my disciples, in this world you will have trouble. Link your hope not to problem-solving in this life, but to the promise of an eternity of problem-free life in heaven. Instead of seeking perfection in this fallen world, pour your energy into seeking me, the perfect one. It is possible to enjoy me and glorify me in the midst of adverse circumstances. In fact, my light shines most brightly through believers who trust me in the dark. That kind of trust is supernatural, a production of my indwelling spirit. When things seem all wrong, trust me anyway. I am much less interested in right circumstances than in right responses to whatever comes your way. This is an interesting one, and it ties into something that I kind of mentioned on the other day, uh, but that so many people think that, you know, if you say your prayers right, if you go to church on every Sunday, if you, you know, make sure you, you know, tithe every week that, you know, all of a sudden life is going to be problem free. (laughs) Oh, no, it's not. Not in this world. This world is a fallen world. It's a broken world. You know, there's, there's, evil influences in this world. It is not going to be a perfect world. Um, So let's dig into this line by line. Give up the illusion that you deserve a problem-free life. I'm not sure if the right word there is illusion or delusion. You see, a delusion is a false belief that does not have any evidence to support it. And when you are presented evidence to the contrary, the, uh, the person with the delusion will hold fast to this false belief rather than accepting the evidence. Well, the evidence is, like I was just saying, we live in a fallen world. Bad, messed up things happen. Things do not go our way. So give up the illusion Give up the delusion that you deserve a problem-free life. You don't deserve a problem-free life. Why would you deserve that? What makes you better than everyone else on the planet? We all get the lives that we get. You know, it's, it's, it's like a, a card game. Sometimes you get a good hand. Sometimes you get a lousy hand. It's not... The most important thing is not which hand, which cards you're dealt. It's how you play the game, how you play the cards, making the right kinds of decisions. But no, it's not going to be problem free. Part of you is still hungering for the resolution of all difficulties. Yeah, I would love that. 
I would love if all my difficulties would get resolved. But that doesn't, I, I've never seen that happen. That does not seem like a realistic hope. And the next, the next line is, this is a false hope. Yeah, there's a lot of false hopes out there. Hope is, is valuable. But false hope does a lot of damage. False hope is believing in something that has no intention of occurring. You know, when I worked in hospice, it was painful to watch people who had an extreme false hope. You know, as long as we, you know, keep making him eat, as long as, you know, we never mention anything about, you know, hospice or that he's sick or terminally ill, as long as we follow these self-imposed, self-made rules, then it's all going to work out fine. As long as I do all these things, everything's going to be good. That's false hope. How do we know it's false hope? Next line. As I told my disciples, in this world, you will have trouble. Yeah. Yeah. That's biblical. That is what Jesus said to his disciples. You're going to have trouble. You're going to be persecuted because you know me. You follow me. You believe in me. So those who are enemies of God are going to come after you. Maybe it's just hurling insults. Maybe it's like what happens in some countries where they have, you know, kidnappings and mass executions and stuff like that because the person was Christian. The person followed Jesus. As I told my disciples, in this world you will have trouble. What kind of troubles? Holy cow, take your pick. <laughs> so what do we do? What do we do then? If we're going to have a life of troubles, what's the point? Link your hope, not to problem solving in this life, but to the promise of an eternity, a problem-free life in heaven. See, when we are, you know, when we are in heaven, where there is one God, one king, one creator, one that is worshipped. When we are in the presence of God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, there, there won't be any sin there. There won't be any problems. There won't be any struggles and troubles. But that's not here. That's coming up later. So rather than having false hope about this world, let's have accurate hope about what's coming up. Instead of seeking perfection in this fallen world, pour your energy into seeking me, the perfect one. Exactly. You know, if you listen to this podcast, you know, you'll hear me go on little rants about perfectionism. Can't be achieved. Quit trying to be perfect. Strive to be excellent in what you do, but you can't be perfect. You know, a fallen 
something that's contaminated cannot all of a sudden just poof, the contamination's gone. You know, and that's that's the way it is. We're contaminated with sin. That doesn't just all of a sudden now we're not. So, you know, we need to, uh, instead of trying to seek perfection in this fallen world, pour our energy into seeking him, Jesus, the perfect one. Is It is possible to enjoy me and glorify me in the midst of adverse circumstances. We've talked about that in this, this topic in recent podcasts. When we get close enough with him, when we spend time with him, with Jesus, during the good times and then continuing to do that during the bad, then whenever a big bad thing hits, well, guess what? We can still do that. We can still enjoy him and glorify him, even though bad circumstances are occurring. I like this one. In fact, my light shines most brightly through believers who trust me in the dark. Yeah, let that one soak in. My light shines most brightly through believers who trust me in the dark. Hmm. That kind of trust doesn't make sense, does it? Why should we be thanking him? Why should we be focusing on him when all this bad stuff is happening? Well, that kind of trust is supernatural, a production of my indwelling spirit. See, that's the role of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit cleans us up on the inside. The Holy Spirit moves us in a direction of being closer to Jesus. The Holy Spirit enables us to have faith in the first place. It is the role of the Holy Spirit to work in us in such a way that we become more and more Christ-like. We will have the ability to face persecutions. Where we would fail before, we can stand up to things through His Spirit. You know, go back into when uh, Jesus, uh, after He was crucified, the disciples and a bunch of the other close followers, they were they were scared to death. They were scared to death. Then you go a few days later, the day of Pentecost, and they were no longer afraid. They were no longer hiding behind a locked door. They were out on the street from the balconies. They were preaching. They were teaching. They were baptizing with a boldness, with a boldness, a supernatural boldness. When things seem all wrong, trust me anyway. I am much less interested in right circumstances than in right responses to whatever comes your way. Yeah, 
I think that's accurate. I think Jesus isn't worried about wrong circumstances. What he's focusing on is, regardless of the circumstance, are we reacting, are we responding in a way that he would want us to? That's the most important part. I'm much less interested in right circumstances than in right responses to whatever comes your way. I like this. This is a good one. Let's take a look at some of the Bible verses here. Let me, where's my glasses? There they are. All right. The first one here is John 16, verse 33. Now, we've had this one before. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome this world. Where do we get the peace? We get the peace through Jesus. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. Not in what you do. Not in the friends you hang out with. You may have periods of peace but not the deep, everlasting kind that is separate from what we encounter in this world because it is focused on and connected with Jesus. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In, in this world, you will have tribulation. But take heart, I've overcome the world. All right, the next one is Psalm 112, verse 4, and then verse 7. So let's look at verse 4. Light dawns in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious, merciful, and righteous. Light dawns in the darkness for the upright. Yeah. When things are dark all around us, when we are struggling, when bad things have happened, well, that's when God's light dawns in the darkness. He is gracious, merciful, <sighs> pardon me, and righteous. Let's take a look at verse 7. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. Yeah, he's not afraid of bad news. Why? Because his heart is steady. How is his heart steady? Well, it's from... Um, Actually, I skipped that. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. The next verse says his heart is steady. Um, but he's not afraid of the bad news. His heart's firm. He's trusting in the Lord. He knows where to put his trust, his energy, his focus. All right. Well, that's it for our study for today. I hope this was helpful. Uh, big shout out to uh, Nancy and Carla. 
they've been uh, listening. I, I got a, a text message from Nancy, and they have been listening and talking about the podcast together. So, hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for making uh, uh, worthwhile for uh, for doing uh, these podcasts. So with that said, I will cut you all loose. Have a great one. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.